Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from Academy Spouses Club. My name is Susan Sellers, and I will be your host for today. Joining us is Dr. Yalda Ulls to discuss the importance of storytelling and how it relates to our children, as well as how media can better connect with youth on difficult topics. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I would love for you to start off by sharing briefly about your organization. So my organization is called the Center for Scholars and Storytellers. We're based out of UCLA in the psychology department. And what we do is we bring together scholars, academics, research scientists, social scientists, and um, content creators, people in entertainment who create content for young people. And we work together to try to harness the enormous power that entertainment media has to positively impact young people. Well, I think that is so fascinating. And what about the concept of storytelling, how this can be so impactful to our youth? Well, storytelling is one of the oldest ways that people learn. I mean, it's started in the campfires, you know, way, way, way back with cavemen. Um, and it's one of the most effective ways we learn. And, and it is particularly powerful for young people as they're learning about themselves. It's, it's that combination of emotional engagement, of identification with these role models or these characters. And our thinking is storytelling and that emotional connection combined with accurate information is incredibly powerful. There is actually a study that looked at an 11 minute documentary about pap smears and cervical cancer in an 11 minute story. And it found that the story, the fictional story um, that had the same information led to much more behavior change, leading the people who watched it to get more pap smears, even six months later after they had watched it. So it's just one of the most effective ways for people to learn. Absolutely. I, I think it's so interesting to be able to identify this. And I think as parents, we've recognized that, you know, when our kids were younger, reading stories and, and teaching them lessons. But today, one of the largest forms of storytelling is actually various forms of media. And it can be one of the most influential when it comes to our children. What shifts in this particular medium do you think are needed and why? Well, I think kids spend, and this was pre-COVID, they were spending seven, eight hours with media uh, outside of school. That includes music, that includes narrative and streaming, and that includes social media, gaming. I think that, you know, I mean, it's the whole reason for our being. I think that scholars and storytellers should be working more closely together. That's the shift that needs to happen. It happened with preschool content when Sesame Street was launched developmental psychologists worked with the creators of Sesame Street to make sure that that show had really positive impact and it was incredibly successful and sustainable. That hasn't happened with content for older kids and I think that shift needs to happen. The science is showing that adolescence is a really, really critical age in terms of, you know, brain development and plasticity and it's it's what we always knew that teens are learning who they are they're becoming you know choosing their values really making these decisions 
but now we see that reflected in their brains and neuroscience. So it's a time where stories have enormous power and they really should, we should be working together to make sure they have positive impact. We maximize the positive and minimize the harm. Well, you know, as you pointed out, when our kids were younger, we had that opportunity for great content such as Sesame Street. I, I still remember the electric company as well uh, with Morgan Freeman, you know, and as our kids get older, you know, as parents, we are concerned about the content found across various media and whether it's having a negative impact on our children. However, I do think it's important to identify the opportunities where media can have that positive impact, particularly in regards to those important topics that our young adults or our teens are, are starting to explore, such as mental health. And I'd love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, so I think that, um, I think stories can be a powerful partner for parents. When my kids were younger, I would watch a show with them and maybe there'd be something I told them, you know, make sure to have a good meal. Um, don't eat too much sugar and they wouldn't really listen, but then they'd see it in a show and I'd sort of reinforce it quietly. And it was a good partner for me for parenting lessons. Um, shows can have that power too and around mental health issues. Um, we did a study around 13 reasons why the season, and you know, this show has gotten so much negative press in the um, public health community and, and, you know, people who haven't even watched it thinks it, think it's awful. I actually watched it with my daughter and it led to some great conversations. And I wanted to design an experiment where we could test and see if um, we could actually prove that the show, this kind of content might be helpful for some teens around mental health issues. And what we found is the teens that watched the show, they ended up looking up information around mental health issues 92% of the time, and 84% talked to someone about the mental health issues in the show. 64% were with friends, but there was a large percentage that talked to their parents about the issues. So these kinds of shows that portray these mental health issues um, could be a good partner in bringing up conversations that maybe your teen would feel uncomfortable talking to you directly about, but you can talk about the character, what they're going through, and that might open them up a little to have a real conversation with you. Well, and you and I had discussed the need to reduce the stigma when it comes to mental health and more accuracy with role models there for our children to see. What is your, your perspective and what we could see and some trends moving forward with different media? Well, I think one, you know, there's a movement around neurodiversity, uh, portraying people with learning disabilities, intellectual disabilities, such as ASD, or autism spectrum disorder or ADHD. We often see these on screen as a negative and rather than sort of seeing triumphant portrayals or portrayals of people who are just like us, but they may have a different way of thinking and just showing it without this sort of big mystery around it, without, and same thing for depression, same thing for bipolar disorders, you know, showing there there are quite a few people that have different ways that their brains work and the more that we make those people feel like they have to fit the norm 
of everyone else, the more they're going to feel bad about themselves. And instead, if we can help young people see portrayals of all kinds of different people, help them see those people looking for help and not keeping it to themselves and being shameful of it. That's the kind of content we hope to see. It's called help seeking behavior. If you can teach your kids offline in your life to go seek help when they're feeling issues and not shame around it. And if we can see that in the content, kids will pick up on that. That's what our study found. 94% looked for information watching a show that had mental health issues. We don't know what kind of information they're getting, but hopefully um, with our support, they can get good information. So how then can parents, besides watching, say, a TV movie on an important topic, how else can they utilize media then to promote positive character development and to start these conversations with some of these complex issues with their older kids? I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I wrote a book called Media Moms and Digital Dads, A Fact, Not Fear, Approach to Parenting in the Digital Age. It's a book about all sorts of media, social media too, where they're still quite, you know, with the latest Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, release of (laughs) documents, there's still so much fear and misinformation out there about social media. Having a conversation with your child, being interested in their media, um, not coming at it from a negative point of view, looking at them and saying, you know, what are some of the channels you're watching? What are some of the shows? What's a YouTube person you're really into? Is there a TikTok you really like? Share it with me. Enjoy it with them. Showing an interest in their world instead of pushing your values around media content. You're an adult. You have a different perspective. Meeting your kid where they are on their in their media lives will go a really long way towards them sharing their media lives and their thoughts. And then once they're sharing it, let's say it's something you don't really like. My daughter watched the Kardashians and I really hated the consumerism in it. And I watched it with her and I would comment on it. You can also use media to point out negative things and just share your values. Those are some ideas. Well, thank you for sharing those. I think those are all great concepts that as a parent, we can all take into consideration and uh, try to incorporate. What makes our podcast special are also the stories our guests share with our listeners. As we're wrapping up, do you have a story or perhaps some final advice that you'd like to offer our military families? Final advice would be don't treat media and stories as the enemy. You know, I always, in my book, I this is the story. There was a kind of media that parents were really, really worried about in the late 1800s. They thought this media was awful. Young people were consuming it 24-7. In the press, people were worried about it, talking about how awful parents were who let their kids do these things. And it turns out to be books. So back then, when the dime novel came around and kids were able to buy romance and Horatio Alger books and they loved it. Parents were really worried about books, you know, cut to 100 years later, and now we're really hoping our kids read. So the reality is children 
are very resilient. Young people are resilient. They adapt. We all adapt and, and use, use this power that media has. It always is something young people are drawn to. Even back then with books, that was the new media then. Use that power to support your parenting. I really appreciate you coming on, Dr. Yules. You always have a fresh perspective to this topic, and we are always grateful for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Thanks again to the generous support from the Academy Spouses Club. Until next time, live a great story.